بسم الله والحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين أما بعد then inshallah this will be a reminder for myself first and foremost of the aqeedah of Ahl al-Sunnah wal-Jama'ah of the aqeedah of Ahl al-Sunnah wal-Jama'ah the aqeedah of the people of Sunnah and they gather and they unite upon it this is taken from the volume one and two from the book Usul Atiqad Ahl al-Sunnah wal-Jama'ah and uh, by Imam al-Lalika rahimullah we are on page 332. And this aqidah, which is the aqidah of the great Imam, the Muhaddith, the Amir al-Mu'mineen fil hadith, Abi Abdullah Sufyan ibn Sa'id al-Thawri, rahimahullah, who died 161 Hijriyah, scholar of hadith, from Iraq, from the city of Kufa, and is from the Tabi'in. Naam, he was born 97 Hijriya and he died 161 Hijriya. He's a Sheikh al Islam of his time, Imam of, uh, and the Hafiz of Hadith. They, they say about him that he memorized a thousand, thousand Hadith, yani a million Hadith, million narrations. Allahu Akbar. So he's one of the well known scholars, and also from his biography, they say whenever they would sit with Sufyan, Sufyan would always remind them of the Akhirah. And he's from the Thiqat from the trustworthy uh, narrators. And here we have a sanad, we have an isnad or a chain of narration, which is authentic. And that is the chain of narration of this advice that Sufyan, the Imam, Sufyan Thawr, mentioned to Shu'aib ibn Harb. So we go to Akhbarna Muhammad ibn Abdul Rahman ibn al-Abbas. Qala haddathana Abu al-Fadl, Shu'aib ibn Muhammad ibn al-Rajiyan. قال حدثنا علي بن حرب الموصلي then he said سنة سبع وخمسين ومئتين قال سمعت شعيب بن حرب سمعت شعيب بن حرب يقول so شعيب بن حرب narrates this he said قلت لأبي عبد الله سفيان بن سعيد الثوري I said to the Imam Sufyan al-Thawr, rahimullah, hadith me. Tell me bi hadithin min al-sunnati yanfa'uni. Tell me of a saying from the sunnah that will benefit me, that Allah will benefit me. Yanfa'ani Allahu azza wa jal bihi. Fa'idha waqaftu bayna yadayillah. So if I stand in front of Allah, if I stand between me and Allah, tabaraka wa ta'ala, wa sa'alani anhu, and he asked me about this, Advice that you're going to give me. And if it is said, where did you get this advice? I will say and reply, Ya Rabbi, oh my Lord, I will say, Sufyan al Thawri, he's the one who told me about this thing, and I took it from him. So that I be saved. أنت, and that you yourself will be rewarded. Because the one who calls the people to good, he will have the reward of those that follow them. As the Messenger said, من دل الناس على خير كان له من الأجر من تبعه لا ينقص من أجورهم شيئا. Because the people good, he will have the reward of all those that follow him without his reward diminishing. Ya Abdullah, we need to give da'wah to Tawheed and Sunnah. Look at this. Great, great piece of advice that even Shu'aib is giving. Shu'aib ibn Harb that advise us, then that will be a reward for you. O Imam Sufyan al-Thawr, and likewise, this you will be. So this is a great introduction from Shu'aib. Concerned that which we put forward of aqidah, of belief first and foremost, and of action and of amal thereafter. So he said, Give us this advice and you will be rewarded. That I will be saved, Allahu Akbar, looking to be saved.
now Imam he begins. Tawkid in the Arabic language is like now you've given me something that has to be said, which is like a trust. To you with as a trust, so write down what I'm going to say to you. Uktub. Look how he began. This is in accordance with the Quran. The Quran begins with Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. And likewise, is in accordance with the Sunnah of the Messenger وسلم, when he would send letters, he would begin with Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. And also, it is by way of seeking blessing from Allah. Bismillah. I am going to begin with Bismillah because I want blessing from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Whatever I say and whatever I do. So he begins Ar-Rahman, Ar-Rahim. Then he begins Al-Qur'anu Kalamullah. First advice. Al-Qur'anu Kalamullah. Ghayru makhluqin. Yes, it is the speech of Allah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said Wa kallam Allah Musa taklima. Allah spoke to Musa with speech. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, وَإِنِ اسْتَجَارَكَ أَحَدٌ مِنَ الْمُشْرِكِينَ فَأَجِرْهُ حَتَّى يَسْمَعَ كَلَامُ اللَّهِ And when one of the mushrikeen seek shelter, then give it to them that they may hear the speech of Allah. That they may hear the speech of Allah. So Allah called it the speech of Allah. And the Messenger وسلم, also called it in the speech of Allah in the famous dua that we say three times in the morning, three times in the evening for protection. أَعُوذُ بِكَلِمَاتِ اللَّهِ تَامَّاتِ مِنْ شَرِّ مَا خَلَقْ أَعُوذُ بِكَلِمَاتِ اللَّهِ تَامَّاتِ مِنْ شَرِّ مَا خَلَقْ أَعُوذُ بِكَلِمَاتِ اللَّهِ تَامَّاتِ مِنْ شَرِّ مَا خَلَقْ I seek refuge with Allah from His complete with His complete words from the evil that He has created. So see, so this is proof that the Quran is not created because when you seek refuge with the complete words of Allah. You, and seeking refuge is ibadah. You don't do ibadah with that which is created. So therefore, this is one of the greatest proofs that the Quran is the speech of Allah. And it's not created. غَيْرُ مَخْلُوقٍ Because the Mu'tazila and those who did not accept Allah's names and attributes and didn't accept the Quran to be the speech of Allah, Jahmiyyah who denied Allah's names and attributes. And the Mu'tazila who even, on the, even though they affirmed Allah's names, but they did not affirm their meanings. And when it came to the attributes, they didn't accept them. They didn't affirm them. They didn't, they uh, did ta'wil of them. They explained them away with knowledge that Allah did not give you, me or them. So the Quran is the speech of Allah. From him it began and to him it returned. Allah speaks to whomsoever he wills. And he says what he wills. Befitting his great majesty. And he speaks when he wills. And he, and he addresses whom he wills. He spoke to Musa salam. He spoke to Adam salam. Naam. And each and every one of you and me. Allah will speak to Yawm Al-Qiyamah. Ma minkum illa wa sayyukallimuhumullahu Yawm Al-Qiyamah. Bila turjuman. Without an intermediary. So Allah. The Quran is the speech of Allah. Also. This also. Means. That we should read the Quran. The speech of Allah, so therefore to get closer to Allah, read the Quran. Read the Quran. Don't let a day pass by except the Quran is being recited. Because it is from the best dhikr that you, you and me can do. For every letter. This is the Quran. Every letter you get. You get reward and the reward is multiplied ten times. So read the Quran. And the Quran is preserved. The Quran is preserved. We have revealed the dhikra, the remembrance, and we are going to protect it. The dhikra is the remembrance. The Quran. First and foremost is the Quran. The Sunnah is also preserved. The Sunnah is also preserved. The Messenger said, I've been given the Quran and that which is similar to it, given by who? By Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. 
So it's from Allah. All of it is from Allah. So take it. Whatever the messenger gives you, take it. And whoever it forbids you from, keep away from. The sunnah is preserved. He doesn't speak of his own accord, but rather it is revelation that is revealed. So the Quran and sunnah preserved. As for those who go around causing doubts about the Quran, then there is ijma' in the time of Uthman anhu, where, whereby he called the proficient Sahaba to sit down and agree upon one dialect from the seven dialects. What we have today is one dialect of the seven dialects. In the time of the Messenger وسلم, it was revealed in seven dialects. And then in time of Uthman anhu, so that the Sahaba did not differ, one dialect, ijma' upon that. And the Messenger وسلم, said, Alaykum bi sunnati wa sunnati al-khulafa' al-rashidin al-mahdiyin. And Uthman anhu, is from the khulafa' al-rashidin. And no one opposed him in that. Rather, he said, if you differ upon, yani, upon any word, then bring it back to the dialect of the Quraysh, because that is what it was revealed to the Messenger and he was Quraishi. So one dialect continued until today. As for the seven modes of recitation, that is something else. And that's why when Qadi and Avad and him do not know how to explain this because they don't go back to the people of knowledge, you end up causing doubt about the Quran. The Quran, there's no doubt about it. We have seven dialects, but seven dialects became one at the time of Uthman. And the rest of them were burnt so that there will be no different, no differences amongst the Sahaba. One dialect continued until today. As for the seven modes of recitation, that is something else. That is the Hafs and the Warsh and Kisai and other than that from the, the modes of recitation which continue by Ijma' until today. That is the modes of recitation all of them acceptable and all of them by ijma' are recited and preserved by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And we do not make any doubt about this. Why? Why? Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said he's going to preserve the Quran. But these individuals, these, these hasty political activists and ikhwanis and ikhwan muslimin and other than them who do not take these affairs from the people of knowledge, they take the deen from this one and, and everywhere. As Hudayfah said, Be warned of being all over the place in your religion. The religion is not taken from anyone and everyone. As, as the great scholar Ibn Sirin added, This knowledge is deen. So be careful whom you take your deen from. Be careful whom you take your deen from. These individuals, these entertainers, these YouTube shows. Uh, no, that's not where we take our deen from. We take our deen from the people of knowledge. Ahlul ilm, ahlul ikhtisas. And we don't hear any of them causing doubt about the Quran. Rather, we hear only affirmation of the details, of the correctness. And the narration we mentioned is a clear narration which is uh, which you'll find in Bukhari, the narration of Uthman radiallahu anhu. So Sufyan al-Thawr, the great Imam, he said, Minhu bada wa ilayhi ya'ud, man qala ghayra hada, fahuwa kafir. So whoever says other than this, then he's a disbeliever. Whoever denies that the Quran is the speech of Allah, he is disbelieved, because Allah said it's his speech. So it is his speech. Wal-imanu, then he went on to the next Aspect of, uh, of belief. That iman is statement and action and intention. Increases and decreases. And this is what the Salaf used to say. That the iman is speech of the tongue. State, is, that it is statement of the tongue. Actions of the limbs. And belief of the heart. The iman is these three. And it increases with the obedience to Allah. And decreases with the disobedience to Allah. So you want to increase your iman? Increase in worship. Increase in obedience and your iman will go up. Keep away from the primitive matters and your iman will go up. And this is iman. 
not to go into that which the Salaf did not say. The Salaf, the speech was few, speech summarized with great meaning. Those who came after, they start delving into that which the Salaf never delved into. And then they go lead others astray. So Iman is statement of the tongue, actions of the limbs. How could, how could actions not be from Iman when Allah said, paralyzed what you used to do. Actions are from Iman. Min musammal Iman, from Iman. And then he said here, وَلَا يَجُوزُ الْقَوْلُ إِلَّا بِالْعَمَلِ And it is not allowed. Uh, it is not allowed and sufficient to have speech except with action. وَلَا يَجُوزُ الْقَوْلُ وَالْعَمَلِ إِلَّا بِالنِّيَّةِ and likewise, speech and action, both of them will not be accepted except with intention, the correct intention. And that is sincerity to Allah and that which you say and do. And all of that, if it is not in accordance with the sunnah of the Messenger, likewise it's rejected. Hadith of Aisha, whoever does an action which we have not brought is rejected. And whoever introduces into our affairs that which we have not brought, it is rejected. Both narrations in Bukhari and Muslim. What is in accordance to the Sunnah? He was asked. So Imam, uh, Imam Sufyan al said, That you put forward. After Abu Bakr and Umar, you put forward Uthman, thereby Ali radiallahu anhu. Uthman, whom even the angels are shy in his presence. Radiallahu anhu. Dhul Nurayn, the one who married the two daughters of the Messenger Sallallahu When one died, he married the other. And the Messenger Sallallahu said, if I had other daughters, I would marry them to you. Out of his love for Uthman radiallahu anhu. And thereafter, Ali radiallahu anhu. Ali, the Messenger وسلم, said, Tomorrow I will give the flag to the one who loves Allah and, he, and Allah loves him. And the Sahaba were discussing who's that one who's going to be given the flag. The next day, the Prophet asked. What? He has his eyes, he called him. The Messenger Sallallahu put his saliva by the will of Allah and then we love and Allah loves Allah followed by Umar ibn Khattab followed by Uthman ibn Affan followed by Ali ibn Abi Talib four Khulafan Rashidin al-Mahdiyin Ya Shu'ayb ibn Harb la yanfa'uka makatabta laka حتى لا تشهد لأحد بجنة ولا نار إلا لشارة الذين شهد لهم رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم إلا العشرة الذين شهد لهم رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم that what you have written will not benefit you until until you do not see that anyone is in paradise or hellfire you do not bear witness that anyone is in hellfire <تصفيق> Those whom the Messenger bore witness, the ten promised paradise by name, and all of them from Quraysh. And likewise, we know that also the rest, there were others that the Messenger mentioned by name, like Rukasha, Ibn Mahsan, and also other Anhu, and also those whom he mentioned by name, and no doubt the, the, the Sahaba who were witness to Badr, who were at the Battle of Badr, Messenger said about them, Maybe that Allah looked at the people of Paradise, and, uh, Ahl Badr, sorry, and he said, do as you wish. And no doubt all of the Sahaba are from Ahl Jannah. All of the Sahaba. And Imam Muhammad said, even if the Sahabi lived with the Messenger وسلم, for one hour, even if he met the Messenger وسلم, for one hour, I said, lived, I met, not lived, met the Messenger وسلم, even for one hour, then 
he's considered to be a Sahabi, so long as he believed in him and he died upon Iman. And he died upon Iman. So, and other than Sahaba, I'm not testifying to anyone. Except that uh, it's not allowed to say full on shaheed, for example. It's not full, allowed for us to say full on shaheed, like the Hizbis they say. This one is shaheed. This one is shaheed. How do you know? Remember the hadith of the man who pissed himself and the Messenger said about him, he said about him that he is from the people of the hellfire. Even though some sahaba that he is from, he is from the people of paradise. And the Messenger said, he is from the people of hellfire. And uh, one of the companions actually saw what he did. He pissed himself and he killed himself. He didn't bear the pain and he killed himself. And so therefore, it's not allowed for us to say Fulan Shaheed. We say inshallah, hoping. If we have good opinion about people, we say inshallah, hoping. But we cannot say with affirmation. Anyone is Shaheed, anyone is in the people of paradise by name, except those who the messengers are mentioned by name, and also those who we know lived with the messenger, those who met, sorry, the messengers, even if it's an hour, they believed in him and died upon that, and they are Sahaba, radiallahu anhum, radu an. And uh, then uh, Imam Sufyan al Allah continued, he said, Ya Shu'ib ibn Harb. It will not benefit you what you what I have written for you except that you see that that you see that wiping over the socks without taking them off is better than washing your feet. Now this matter, someone may say, why is this matter in there? Because there was a distinction between Ahl Sunnah and the Rafid Shia who reject this. Shaykh Ubaid al-Jabri said from the Yani, strangest and craziness of the Shia is that they take off their socks and they wipe over their feet. So neither do they follow the Quran of washing the feet, nor do they follow the Sunnah of wipe over the socks. That's why it was mentioned in some of the books of Aqidah. Why? Because it was a distinction between Ahl Sunnah and Ahl Ahl Raf, the Rafira, Shia. Then Imam Sufyan Allah continues, Ya Shu'ayb ibn Harb, la yanfa'ukama katabtalaka. لا ينفعك ما كتبت. It will not be benefit you what you have written. حتى يكون إخفاء بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الصلاة أفضل عندك من أن تجهر بها. He said that you say بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم quietly in the prayer. يعني when you're reading Fatiha that you see this is better than reciting it loudly. Yeah. And again, this is from the traits of the Rafidah that will say it loudly. And Sunnah never used. Let's rephrase that. Ahlusun, the Sahaba anhum from the narration of Anas, from what I remember, he would say that the Messenger would recite it quietly. And there were rare occasions where he would recite it loudly. But the most occasion he would recite it quietly. That was from the Sunnah, not only of Rasulullah, but also the Khulafa Rashidin that followed him. That followed him. Anyway, the fact is it was a condition, it was a situation that was that was a sign of Al-Sunnah compared to Ahl al-Bid'ah. So there may be areas of fiqh that you'll find become areas of aqidah or the people see them and make a distinction between Ahl-Sunnah and Ahl-Bid'ah because of it becomes such a common trait between Ahl al-Bid'ah to do certain things. So they will say... As Imam Sufyan said here, Naam, he made it a point here to distinguish between Ahl Sunnah and Ahl Bida'. Ya Shu'ayb ibn Harb, la yanfa'uka alladhi katabta. It will not benefit you what you have written, hatta tu'mina bil qadr, until you believe in al qadr, khayrihi wa sharrih, wa hulwihi wa murrih. Until you believe in the qadr, it's good and it's bad. The ease of it and the difficulty of it, yani that which is hard upon you. All of it is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. 
Yes, the Qadr, which is a great belief of Ahl Sunnah al Jama'ah, as Abdullah ibn Umar radiallahu anhu, when he saw, or when two people from Iraq came and they from there are those who deny the Qadr. Abdullah ibn Umar radiallahu anhu, he said to them, Tell them I have nothing to do with them and they have nothing to do with me. <coughs> and it will not benefit them. Their belief will not benefit until they believe in Al Qadr. So even if they were to give charity the size of until they build the predecessor. There's four things that Shaykh Abayda Havidullah said. In this states the ilm of Allah, that he knows everything that is going to happen and what has happened and what will happen. Subhanahu wa ta'ala. He creates the actions. All actions are created by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the people choose which one to do, the good or the bad. Allahu khaliqu kulli shay. As Allah said in the Quran, Allahu khaliqu kulli shay. So it's Zumar. And likewise, it necessitates al-kitabah. That everything that happens, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, of course, he knew about it and he told the pen 50,000 years before creation to write. He said, what should I write? He said, what? write whatever's going to happen. Al-kitabah. Naam. And the fourth point or level or point of qadr is al-mashi'ah. That you have a choice and it comes under the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Wa ma tasha'una illa insha'Allah. And Shaykh Rabbi Habudra said that is from his, his mashi'ah is from his rububiyah. He wills whatever he wills based upon his majesty, his wisdom, and his knowledge. And so it will not benefit you what you have written until you believe in al-qadr. Then he said, "Ma qalat al-qadriyatu ma qala Allah." The qadriyah did not say what Allah said. "Wa ma qalat al-malaikatu, wala ma qalat nabiyun." Nor did the qadriyah say what the angels said, nor what the prophet said. "Wala ma qala ahlu jannah," nor what the people of jannah said. "Wala ma qala ahlu nar," nor even what the people of hellfire said. "Wala ma qala akhuhum iblis," la'anhu Allah, nor even what their brother iblis have said. May Allah curse be upon him. And then he quoted. Verses from the Quran regarding the, those ones that he has mentioned to show you that the belief in Qadr was known. Desires as his deity And he has a mashia He has a will And he took that choice Of following his desires And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Sealed his hearing and his heart And he made a covering over his sight So who is going to guide him But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala If Allah misguides him And in the next verse he said Whatever you will Except that it comes under the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and likewise, the angels, they said, Subhanaka la ilma lana illa ma'allamtana, innaka antal alimul hakim. They said, glory be to Allah, no knowledge that we have except that which you have taught us. For indeed, you are al-alim, al-hakim. Again, the affirmation that the knowledge belongs to Allah, and he's the most wise. Which is an aspect from the aspects of, of to believe in the knowledge of Allah. Precedes everything, that knowledge of Allah, he knows everything that's going to happen. And Musa alayhi salatu salam, he said, in here, illa fitnatuka, tudillu biha man tasha'u, wa tahdi man tasha'u. It is your trial that you give, O oh Allah. You misguide whom you will, and you guide whom you will. Naam, this is a trial that each and every one of us go through. And Nuh alayhi salatu salam, wala yanfa'ukum nushi in aradtu an ansaha lakum. In kana Allahu yuridu an yaghuyakum, so my, my advice will not benefit you if I wanted to advise you. If Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala willed to misguide you you because you yourself had a perversion and an evil heart that you sought deviation. You yourselves, oh disbelievers, oh arrogant ones, they sought this deviation. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did not guide them and he made them further in their deviation. He's your Lord and to him you will return And Shu'aib alayhi salatu salam He said Allah, quoted, Allah mentioned sorry He said وَمَا يَكُونُ لَنَا أَنَّ عُودَ فِيهَا إِلَّا أَنْ يَشَاءَ اللَّهُ رَبُّنَا 
Again, affirming the Mashiach of Allah, the will of Allah. And Ahlul Jannah, what did the people of paradise say? Alhamdulillah, again, the will of Allah and his Mashiach, that he guides whom he wills. And we would not be in upon this way except that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guided us. And of course, he guides whom he wills. Those who are guided, Allah increases them in guidance. So you say, Allah, Allah will teach you how you Allah. But if you turn away, and, they, and the messenger is only being sent to give the message. And Ahlul Nar, what did they say? And this verse mentions Shaqawatuna. I think there's a mistake here. And the, and I remember this from before, it's a mistake in the print, page 335. Now, um, they quote this verse, which is in um, 106. They say, Shaqawatuna. And as far as I remember from that verse, and I remember going through this Aqidah before, and there's an error there. You can check it if you have a Mus'haf in front of you. Check it. Ghalabat alayna. Not shaqawatuna, the plural, but the singular, shaqawatuna. Wa kunna qawman dalin. Naam, aghalabat alin shaqawatuna. Then he said, wa qala akhuhum iblis. And here is a mistake again. Iblis is written. It's iblis. La'anahullah. Rabbi bima aghwaitani. This is iblis saying, my lord, with what you have deviated me. Even Iblis referring naam actions to Allah. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala yes, deviated him further once he himself became haughty and arrogant. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows and we do not know. Wallahu ya'lamu antum la ta'lamun. Then he said, Ya Shu'aib, la yanfa'uka ma katabta hatta tara salah khalfa kulli barrin wa fajirin. It will not benefit you what you have written until you know that the prayer is behind every righteous and Unrighteous uh, leader and jihad is behind him, continues until the Qiyamah and patience under the banner of a sultan of the leader. Look, this is Aqeed of Ahl Sunnah. SubhanAllah. This, if you were to read Kitab al Imara, the book of leadership from Sahih Muslim, you will see all those narrations about how to interact with the leaders, supplicate for them, as Fudayl ibn Ayyad used to do. And he would say, if I had one supplication, I would make it for the leaders because in their betterment is in the people's betterment. So Salah is behind them. Yes, they eat Salah. And they appoint the the, the, uh, the Imams and the Imams to lead the Eid Salah. And likewise, Jihad is not chaos. Jihad al-Talab is not chaos. And Jihad al-Difa is not chaos. You fight behind the leader, with the leader of the Muslims. So wherever he is, uh, Jar, I'm Adil, whether he's unrighteous or he's justice, he's just. Qala Shu'aib faqultu li Sufyan, ya Aba Abdullah, as-salatu kullaha, qala la, walakin salat al-jum'ah. So Jum'ah, and the two Eids, pray behind them. But you are able to pray. Yani ma'adman adraktahum you pray, you're, you're able to reach. Yani, you're able to pray behind. As for the rest of that, Don't pray behind except the one you trust. Yani, the one who has the right, right aqidah, people of sunnah, pray behind them. And you know it's from Ahl Sunnah Jama'ah. You see? You see the wala al-bara, the love and hate for Allah's sake? It's not chaos. He's not going with everyone and anyone. Be with Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'ah, the people of Sunnah, the people of Athar, people of narrations, as Imam al awzai said, Alayka bi Athar salaf wa in nas. Be with the people of narrations. Or be with the narrations of the Salaf, even if the people were to abandon you. Be with the people of Sunnah. Alayka bil hadithi wa ahlihi fara'yu laylun. People of hadith and hadith. The people of Athar, people of narrations. Ya Shu'aib ibn Harb, Ida wa kafta baina yadayillahi azza wa jal, 
فسألك عن هذا الحديث فقل يا ربي حدثني بهذا الحديث سفيان بن سعيد الثوري ثم خلي بيني وبين ربي عز وجل This beautiful aqidah and beautiful advice from the Amir al-Mu'minin al-Hadith Sufyan ibn Abdullah al-Thawri rahimahullah that last advice is to be with the people of Sunnah and to not go out against the leaders of the Muslims Naam, rather to supplicate for them to be with them in their the, 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 the prayers that they call to, to regards the Eid prayer, the establishment of the Eid, the establishment of Jum'ah, the establishment of Jihad, all of that is behind. It's not chaos, it's not rabble rousers going around causing fitna and, call, and saying we're going to go, like you hear with the uh, Khawarij, going with this one and that one and going on demonstrations, that which none of the Sahaba did, and none of the Tabi'in called to, none of the Tabi'in tabi called to. The people of Sunnah, are distinguished with the Sunnah. People of Sunnah are distinguished with following the Salaf, As-Salih. Don't go around harming the community and causing havoc in society. Rather, they go back to Tasfiyah and Tarbiyah, purification and education, purifying this deen with the correct Aqidah, clarifying that to the people, clarifying the importance of Tawheed. There's many much shirk that is widespread. People are worshipping other than Allah. They are calling upon other than Allah. They're relying upon other than Allah. They were like they're wearing strings and talismans. And they're doing that which Allah is displeased with. Allah will never forgive shirk. Allah will never forgive that you commit shirk with him. And he forgives anything else besides that to whomsoever he wills. Whoever Allah, Allah said in Hadith Qudsi, Allah said, I am free from the shirk that, they, that anyone would ascribe to me. If anyone does that, then, I'm, then I leave him and his shirk. I leave him to himself. No help, no aid. I leave him and his shirk. Taraktu shirka. Be with the people of Sunnah, the people of Tawheed, and spread Tawheed far and wide. This is what is required. Otherwise, ignorance will become widespread, and the people end up worshipping creation. People will end up going to the graves and calling upon the dead instead of calling upon Allah. People will end up going uh, to call upon others besides Allah, fearing others more than they fear Allah, loving others more than they love Allah. All of that is not allowed. It's haram. <coughs> and calling upon Tawheed and living Tawheed upon Ikhlas and living the Sunnah, upon the Sunnah of the Messenger. There isn't any salvation better than that. There isn't anything sweeter than that. This is the happiest person who's upon Tawheed and upon the Sunnah of the Messenger. They are happy those who left the lowly ways. And they sought the pleasure, the paths that are pleasing to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that is with the correct aqidah. They don't follow the way of the Qadariyah who deny the Qadr, nor the Jabariyah who say you are forced to do actions. <coughs> and the Qadriyah say they don't know. The, uh, Allah doesn't know the action has been, uh, has occurred until after it occurs. A'udhu Billah. Allah is Al-Alim. You're saying he doesn't know. Allah is Latifun Khabir. You're saying he doesn't know. So Ahl-Sunnah are in between these two extremes. And they're between the two extremes of the Khawarij and the Murji'ah. The Khawarij, if they say, if a person falls into a major sin, you say, they call him a Kafir. And you see them doing blanket takfir of rulers. And the armies, hundreds of thousands of people, millions, they're making takfir of. And the Messenger said, Whoever says to his brother, Oh, disbeliever, he falls on one of the two. And the other extreme is the murji'ah. Those who say actions don't affect iman, and actions are not from iman. This is batil. Allah said, Enter paradise, what you used to do. This is batil, this is negated. Actions are from Iman. That's why we encourage each other, for myself and for you. We encourage that we go to the masjid. We encourage that we call upon Allah. We encourage that we do that, uh, those actions which will bring us to, close to Allah. Read the Quran, doing adhkar morning and evening. Being righteous by keeping ties of kinship. So may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgive us our shortcomings. And make us of those who follow this beautiful aqidah. The aqidah of Ahlul Sunnah wa Jama'ah. Which stems from the book of Allah. The Sunnah of the Messenger, in the understanding of the Sahaba, رضي الله عنهم.
أقول قولي هذا وأستغفر الله لي ولكم فاستغفروه إنه هو الغفور الرحيم نعم بارك الله فيكم سيدي وفيكم بركة حياكم الله أهلا وسهلا Apologies for the break in the network. We have some network. No problem. Alhamdulillah. We have a few questions, inshallah. Abu Humar can join in now, inshallah. He's on mute. Okay, Fadal. Barakallahu fikum. Jazakum Allah khaira wa ahsan Allah ilaykum. There is a question here. The questioner is asking, he said, there are some callers here in Nigeria who ascribes to Salafiyah, but continue to defend the likes of Hassan, uh, Ali Hassan Al-Halabi, yeah. while being well aware of his deviation and errors. They keep trying to convince the people by making excuses for Al-Halabi and defending him. So to cut the question short, his, uh, his question is how should we relate with this type of uh, callers? Do we propagate, do we keep propagating or spreading them as du'at of Sunnah? Mm. This is a question, Alhamdulillah, these affairs have already been clarified by the scholars. And so Alhamdulillah, we just, but say what the scholars have said already, already with regards uh, the followers of Ali Hassan and other than him. The scholars have already spoken about the deviation that he came with. Um, and from that, he used to say, we do not make, and if we differ over somebody, we do not, with that person that we differ over, we should not differ ourselves. Um, regarding those whom we differ over. This is a Batil Qa'id and Sheikh Rabih showed that it's futile because and what if the person that you're differing over is a person of bid'ah and you defend that person of bid'ah like Abu Hassan and others who came with the various principles and various qawaid uh, 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 that opposed the way of Ahl-Sunnah al-Jama'ah when he spoke about the Sahaba saying that they are scum and then he took it back in writing and then after that he he uh, he said they don't know what speaking about Sahaba is. Yeah, and he's speaking ill of Sahaba is. And he had six levels, six marahil regarding this affair of speaking ill of Sahaba. So that was clarified by Sheikh Rabi Hafidullah. And Alhamdulillah, he clarified that this is not befitting. And the person who speaks about Sahaba, he should openly, just as he spoke about Sahaba openly, he should also take it back openly. So we, we differ with regards them because this is a person who has brought a new, uh, ill statements against the Sahaba. He spoke about Abu Sa'id al-Khudri. This Abu Hassan spoke about Abu Sa'id al-Khudri. That he didn't have good opinion of Ibn Sayyad. And Sheikh Rabi defended Abu Sa'id al-Khudri. These affairs have already been discussed and have already been exhausted and clarified by, by the scholars, the likes of Sheikh Rabi ibn Hadi and Sheikh Ubaid al-Jabri. Um, and other than them from the scholars, alhamdulillah, in fact, in Medina, the scholars gathered and they made Abu Hassan make Tawbah. And then after that, Abu Hassan became even worse because he undid his Tawbah when he went to Jeddah and he gave a lecture and he said they don't know what reviling Sahaba is. No, they do know. The scholars do know what reviling Sahaba is. And we found the Halabi, they just went on and they didn't clarify his bid'ah, nor did they defend the scholars who refuted uh, these errors. And that was wrong, actually. That was uh, batil. And so those who end up followed him, following him, they end up compromising uh, principles by the sunnah. From that is to have wala and bara, love and hate for Allah's sake. And so if a person is a person of bid'ah, we don't help them, nor do we defend them, nor do we stay quiet over them, especially if they're spreading their bid'ah far and wide. Rather, we should clarify that this is wrong. And we say that we don't accept any statements against Sahaba. We love the Sahaba. We speak ill. Uh, we, we don't, we, 
we speak only well of them, the Prophet said, When my companions are mentioned, then withhold. And you don't speak about them with bad speech. And this should be the belief of Ahl Sunnah Jama'ah, wherever they are, only speak about Sahaba with good speech. Allah is pleased with them and them pleased with him. So this is just one example of his bid'ah, of Abu Hassan's bid'ah, where the followers of Al-Halabi didn't really clarify the errors and nor did they defend the scholars who refuted this error. Rather, we found them cold and not actually clarifying the errors of this individual. This individual actually went even worse with regards his bid'ah. Abu Hassan came on the Egyptian television and he said during the Thora, during the revolution of uh, against uh, the leader at that time and he said uh, it's upon the Ikhwanis and the Salafis to come together upon common ground again this is not the Aqid of Al-Sunnah Jama'ah to come to common ground with the Ikhwanis and there was a statement that Sheikh Ubaid al-Jabri said that this man is Ikhwani and then you can see from this statement what and where he would where he would uh, uh, where the agreement is, because this statement is not a statement of the person of Sunnah to say that it's upon the Ikhwanis and the Salafis to come together upon common ground in dealing with the affair of the leaders. Rather, the Salafi, you alhamdulillah, they have already foundation in how to deal with the leaders. They supplicate for them, for their benefit, they advise them secretly, alone, and they don't speak out openly against them, nor do they call for revolutions. No, rather they call to tasfiyah and tarbiyah, purification and education. And you may see as a long way that this will bring about rectification after maybe 100 years, 200 years, it doesn't matter. Why? Because whoever hastens something before his time doesn't reach his time, doesn't reach his goal. Rather, he doesn't reach his objective. But if you do it the way of the Rasul and the Sahaba, you will reach your objective. And if, even if you don't see that khair in, or the fruits in your time, then later, inshallah, the fruits will be seen if you follow this blessed path. As Shaykh al-Albani, rahimullah, used to say, You want success, but you don't tread its path. The ship cannot sail over dry land. So it's upon the followers of these individuals to turn back to the truth and turn back to the sunnah of the Messenger, sallallahu and the manhaj of Ahl Sunnah and Jama'ah in how, uh, and how to deal with the rulers and how to <coughs> deal with also the people of innovation. Now, and that we clarify the errors of the people of innovation and we move forward upon that, alhamdulillah, so that the people do not fall into those innovations. That is rahmah, wallah. That is rahmah for the people. We don't want the people to fall into innovations. We don't want people to fall into shirk and bid'ah and disobedience. So we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to guide us all to the truth. And that those who erred have erred. In many cases, uh, many of the followers you find are ignorant. They don't know the reality. But if they were to read the rudud of Sheikh Rabi'i, Mathalan, of Abu Hassan al-Ma'rabi, they will know what the whole affair was with regards many of the things or mawaqib that Ali Hassan had towards defending him or towards speaking ill, uh, speaking, uh, Ill of, of the scholars, which was, uh, which was really, um, which doesn't harm the scholars, alhamdulillah. So may Allah guide them and guide us to the truth. We have one, one or two questions more. So those individuals, show them the rudud of Sheikh Rabi' on all of these ones that yeah. he refuted. And show them the rudud of Sheikh Abdul Jabri of those he refuted. Now, and you have yeah. statements of uh, Sheikh Sari Fawzan on the issue, on issues that he spoke about when they asked him. Now, and likewise, Sheikh Al-Ghudayyan, what he advised. And likewise, now, those who brought with knowledge, extra knowledge that others didn't bring, take. Take from them, but you find people, what they'll do, they say, oh, but this scholar didn't speak. If that scholar didn't speak, others spoke. 
And the asal is to go back to the dalil. It's not a matter of uh, just uh, fighting and arguing. And it's a matter of dalil. We love the dalil. We love the proof. So whoever goes against the proof, then we don't follow them. But whoever speaks with the proof, then we follow them, alhamdulillah, and we take the position that they have taken because they spoke with proof, with dalil. No. The second question here says, uh, we know from that from the manhaj of the Salaf is that we ask regarding teachers and speakers before taking knowledge from them. However, no. many of the teachers and the du'arts in Nigeria are unknown to the ulama. How do, how do you advise us to know who is truly upon Salafiyya and worthy of taking knowledge from? Barakallahu fikum. is good to know who you take knowledge from. It's not just good, it's wajib. You have to know whom you take knowledge from because you don't want to be misguided. As Ibn Sirin said in Hadal al-Din, Look to whom you take your deen from. So, those who are, those who say we are with Ahlul Ilm, then it's clear their actions will show whether they are with Ahlul Ilm, their speech will show whether they are with Ahlul Ilm. It will become known. This da'wah, alhamdulillah, is blessed da'wah, it's open da'wah, it's not hidden da'wah. This is this is open da'wah. This is open da'wah. It's not uh, hidden da'wah. Everyone is known. Yeah. Sooner or later they will become known. If they're not known now, sooner or later they become known. Sooner or later they become known. So those who say we are with ulama and we are this then you, you, it will become known because you hear statements from them in defense of the ulama or against the ulama you'll hear statements he will know inshallah he will know through as the time goes he will, he will know who's upon the haq but better than that is you ask the people of knowledge who to take the deen from because the people of knowledge know whom the people of knowledge are. So alhamdulillah, uh, those in your country, I'm sure those who have benefited from Ahlul Ilm um, and they don't go away from having that connection with Ahlul Ilm, I'm sure they are known for the people and they're known to the ulama. Uh, another question here is uh, how do you advise the Salafi brothers in Nigeria in strengthening the ties of brotherhood between themselves and in spreading the direct to Salafi in Nigeria? Allah says Cooperate with righteous, righteousness and piety. Strengthening the da'wah by first and foremost being connected with Ahlul Ilm. So you're not alone. You are with the people of knowledge and also with your brothers from Ahlul Sunnah around the world. Alhamdulillah. And before that is Ikhlas and Tawakkul ala Allah and Luzum al-Sunnah, Luzum al-Tawheed. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will aid you, you know. We'll give victory to our messengers and to the believers. And Allah Worshippers of Allah, brothers. He didn't say be brothers first. He said be worshippers of Allah. And you and me, how we know each other? You're upon Tawheed and Sunnah. And we try our best to be upon this blessed path to the best of our ability. And we come to know each other. Some of the brothers we have not met, they have not met me. And, um, but we cooperate as brothers. But before that, what will you do? We are 
we have to be upon ibadah, upon ikhlas, upon tawheed, upon sunnah, kunu ibadallah, ikhwana. Allah will bring you the brother, bring you brotherhood amongst yourselves. La shakwala raib. Because that's a gift from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He bless us with that love for each other and hatred for the sake of Allah. Love the people of Sunnah. As Sufyan himself used to say, if you see a person of Sunnah in the East or in the West, give, give them my salam. Loving the people of Sunnah, wherever they are, Yaqi. Wherever they are, love the people of Sunnah. And hate the people of Bid'ah because of the innovation that they add to the religion. We don't like that. Process and warn against Bid'ah before its appearance. They, the Messenger warned us against that and he showed us that this is deviation. We have to love the people of Sunnah and come close to them and help them and aid them. Not to be lazy, selfish, looking at ourselves only. No, we help. Look at the ulama, the, the, the time that they give to help their brothers around the world. Sheikh Rabbeh, for example, in his house. You know, guests that used to visit him in Ramadan and other than Ramadan, his house will open. Sheikh Ubaid used to have 13 lessons a week, five in the masjid and the rest either in Masjid al-Nabawi in the morning and the rest with the Muslims around the world. And he says, what can I do? This is Al-Sunnah, we have to help them. Subhanallah. Sheikh Muhammad al-Banna, rahimahullah, likewise in Jeddah, who used to likewise help his community and help the people worldwide in answering questions. And you used to see as well the scholars before the likes of Sheikh Abdul bin Baz giving his time for the people and look at the works that have been translated for them and their explanations of the books of Aqidah and books of Fiqh and Ibadah. How is it that they don't care about the Ummah? They care about the Ummah and, they, and they've done so much for the Ummah. Sheikh Salih Fouzan and his explanations of the books of Aqidah, books of belief and uh, books of Hadith and books of Fiqh, Ibadah. Sheikh Ibn Uthaymi, likewise. These are great scholars and these are, they, they have done so much for the Ummah and they are true brothers, because your brother is what you, the one who helps you. He loves for you what he loves for himself. As in the hadith of Anas, anhu, the Prophet said, Man, na'am, na'am, the hadith of Anas, anhu, where the Prophet said, na'am, la yu'minu ahadukum hatta yuhibba li akhihi ma yuhibbu li nafsih. None of you truly believe until he loves for his brother what he loves for himself. Loving, first and foremost, Helping them in their belief and their ibadah and their actions and their helping each other. Going to the masjid together in the morning, for example. Helping each other to keep up the salawat al-khams in the masjid. And to keep up the adkar and dhikr and reminders. Calling each other, advising each other. Messenger would call and say, where's so-and-so today? We haven't seen him. Where's so-and-so? Where's so-and-so? Allah, asking for each other, visiting the sick giving the rights of each other and asking Allah to also bring about the love. Look, Allah is the one who brings that love. Allah is the one who puts that in your heart and my heart that we want to come together upon sunnah. We want to get to jannah and none of us are guaranteed anything. None of us are guaranteed that we die upon Tawheed and Sunnah. As we go, obstacles increase. Years go by, it gets worse, it gets harder. We have to keep going. And we have to keep helping each other. Because if you fall short, I fall short, and we fall short, then not, uh, ignorance will become widespread. People of Bid'ah become more. People of Shirk spread their Shirk. So may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us Tawfiq. And that which we say and do. Allah Alam. Barakallah Fikum. We have one last question, inshallah. Barakallah Fikum. The question I say is You advised us to pray behind the one upon Salafia, but uh, majority of our Aimma are not Salafis. Uh, what is your advice as regards to this? That, that which I said is that which Imam Sufyan al-Thawri rahimullah has said, and that is to pray behind the people of Sunnah. Now, he mentioned it in his advice to Shu'ayb ibn Harb. And we know that it as that, that is a preference. You pray behind the people of Sunnah if you have a choice. 
But if you don't have a choice and the people around you are from Bida, then the scholars, they clarify what is the rulings regarding this. If it is a matter of, if the person has Bida in Aqidah, you don't pray behind him. If it is Bida in actions, like he uses Bida beads, then it's allowed to pray behind him. But if his Aqidah is, this is from Sheikh Muhammad al-Banna, Allah he used to advise us. If his Bida is, he says Allah is everywhere, and he denies Allah is above the Arsh, and he calls to the dead, yeah, and his bid'ah is in aqidah. This one you don't pray behind. No. And if, if there's a person of sunnah that's praying, increase their numbers. Be with the people of sunnah. And if there is in your community no masjid of sunnah, then you make a masjid if you are able, even if it is a center, small place. Sheikh Muhammad Allah, he used to advise us with that. Make your own. And now, alhamdulillah, we have Merkaz Mu'ad in Islam and people, they pray. For Jum'ah, they have 400 people. For Eid, Allahumma Barik, over 3,000 people. So this is somewhat from the advice of the ulama. They advise us, make your own place and start calling to the Sunnah, calling to Tawheed. This is a blessing from Allah. It has to start somewhere. We only have two or three people. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one whose blessings are sought always. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's tawfiq is there. And all good is from Allah. All good is from Allah. And we are the ones who are weak and we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to strengthen us with his tawfiq. No. We are the ones in need of Allah. We are Allah. No. Jazakumullah khairah. Barakallahu fikum wa ahsana ilaykum. Wa alaykum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.